Hi guys and welcome to episode 6 of Just Keep Swimming. Um, first of all I want to say thank you to everybody that has reached out, um, dropped me a message or whatever it might have been. Um, I just want to say thank you because it does mean a lot and I do totally, totally appreciate everything and every one of you that has listened to any one of my episodes or even part of an episode or whatever it is that you've done like it's just really really nice so thank you very much for doing that um I mentioned at the end of my last episode that I wanted to explore and navigate and talk about um relationships so I'm gonna take it down that route I've kind of run with the idea and I've decided I'm gonna talk about my experiences my views um and just like what's gone on in my life and how I've kind of tried to maybe deal with it or probably in my case not deal with it because I'm not very good at it I'm not very good at dealing with uh, a lot of things as you will obviously find out through my episodes um I've kind of uh, categorized it a little bit um they might jumble into one I don't know we'll see we'll see how we go um, the first category, <laughs> I sound really, um, formal, but the first area I want to kind of talk about is friendships, um, themselves. And my second, um, area that I want to kind of talk about is family relationships. So like not your immediate family, but like other relatives. And the third one I want to talk about is, um, my my relationship with my partner um so yeah I'm going to break it down a little bit so we'll start with um friendships and talk about that a little bit I'm going to try not to ramble on too much because I feel like if I do and I go into too much detail I feel like I could talk forever about these things so I'm going to try and try and like be brief and try and kind of get my point across so Let's start with friendships and I've subcategorized friendships into three different um, areas and number one being your fun time and your good time friends, number two being your at the time of need friends and number three being your forever friends. So I'm going to start with your good time friends and I want to talk about them and I want to talk about what they mean because they'd mean the world right they're great they're lovely and I love them to pieces I love all my good time friends um it doesn't mean that they're not there for you they've you know I'm not saying that they've not been there for me through my bad times but they're in my life for those good times I've had them and they're part of my life because of that and I want that to remain however it hasn't really necessarily gone to plan um and I kind of consider these people to be those that you can, you know, give them a call whenever you want to um, say, come on, let's go. And they will drop everything and be there with you within the hour or so on. You know, they're good for a good catch up. They're good for a little bit of a good gossip and a bit of a, you know, nice old, you know, um, chat about, you know, the way of the world you know, relationships, friendships, all of that kind of stuff. It's nice to just talk to them about anything and everything. Um, they're the people that I love going on adventures with, um, you know, different things, depending on what it is that we feel like doing that day, it'll be nice just go and do it. So let's go and, 
you know, they were the kind of people that, that are, those are the kind of friends that everyone needs in their lives, um, other being like holidays, so they're like great for like, you know, let's book a holiday, let's go, let's go do these things, and you know, I've been on holiday with like friends, I've been on holiday with family, and, and I, you know, I, I, I hold those memories really, really close to me, because I loved every little bit of it, I loved every little bit of it, I love them, and I love spending time with them, and that's why I call them my good time friends, because to me, I have great, great, great times with them, um, but then, like, you know, shit hits the fan, and you lose your loved one, in my case, I love, I lose my, I lost my mom, and my life drastically changed, like, it changed so much that I, there was no control over it, there was nothing, I couldn't do anything about it, right, there was nothing, there was nothing I could do, my heart broke into a million pieces, my world shattered, it turned upside down, you name it, it happened, right, I was, I was like the lowest I've ever been, um, and it changes, changes everything, it changes every aspect of your life, and it changed my relationship with my good time friends, because, I didn't want to do those things anymore. I didn't want to go and hang out with them. Well, I did want to hang out with them, but I didn't want to do the things that I was originally doing with them. You know, I didn't want to go on holiday. I didn't want to go to a bar and have a cocktail. I didn't want to go and, you know, do those crazy things that we used to do because I wasn't I wasn't in that part of my life anymore. I feel like I'd like moved on. Um and that was really hard because I did distance myself from a lot of those friends. I distanced myself, you know, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to do those things. I'd, I'd completely changed. My mindset had changed. My life had changed. Um, you know, my thought process had changed. I had changed. Um, and for me, it was really difficult to hold on to some of those relationships because I didn't want to do those things anymore and I didn't want to let those people down because I thought if I don't want to do those things that they won't want to be a part of my life either and that was really hard to kind of process because I thought well I'm not that same person I was then I don't really want to go on holidays I don't want to do those things so like does that mean that I will lose these friends and you don't of course you don't you don't lose them they just change they just change the friend that they are to you. You're, they're still your friend. They're just a different kind of friend. Um, and that's okay. Um, but like, I, it, it's really weird. And I'm going to find this, this next bit hard because I find it really hard to talk about this. But when I was, when I lost my mom, obviously everything was just everywhere. Like, it was just, it was just a complete shit tip, right, and it took me, I didn't want to socialise, I didn't want to socialise with anybody, and that was my problem, Um, and I'm sure many people face this after losing someone so close, you don't want to socialise with people, you don't want to talk to people, you don't want to, you know, do those things, and even holding a conversation on the phone I found it really draining, I didn't want to talk to my friends, I didn't want to do those things, I didn't want to, you know, 
pretend like everything's okay. I just wanted, I just wanted to like sob into a pillow and just go to sleep. I didn't want to do all those things. Um, and I found it really hard. I found it really hard to go and meet people. I found it really hard to go and do those things. And it took me a long time before, you know, I met up with a group of friends. I couldn't do it. It took me, you know, in the beginning, I think I was only seeing like one friend at a time because I couldn't cope. And most of the time they'd come round to my house because I couldn't bear going out. I couldn't bear going to a bar. I couldn't bear going to a coffee shop. I couldn't bear going for a walk or to shopping or do whatever. So they had to come round to my house and see me here. That was the only way that, you know, they'd be able to see me. Um, And I remember not long after mum passing away, my brother was in London and I went to see him because I wanted to spend some time with him because he was only here for a short time. And I wanted to go and spend some time with him and and I remember he booked a restaurant for him and his friends and I knew a lot of his friends because I'd spent a lot of time with them and a lot of them were like family to an extent. Um, You know, they knew me since I was, you know, a geeky teenager or whatever you want to call me. But I remember going to this meal and it was so noisy, it was so noisy probably wasn't but in my head all I could hear was just lots of talking lots of cutlery banging lots of dishes being you know put down on tables lots of laughing and I was like I don't want to be here and I couldn't tell my brother because he obviously wanted to spend time with you know his friends and stuff um and I didn't want to tell him so I was like I kept you know running off to the toilet having a good old cry, coming back, <laughs> going to the toilet, having a good old cry, coming back, trying to hold it together. And then I just broke because I was like, this is not the life for me. I can't do it. I can't, I can't socialise. And it was really difficult. And, you know, bless him. He was like, come on, let's go. And we ended up going home and stuff. And, and I think we even ended up coming back home to Birmingham because I couldn't even I don't think I even wanted to be in London I didn't even want to go and stay at his friend's house because I just wanted to be at home my mind and everything was just I want to be at home and I want to be at peace and I want to be quiet I want you know everyone to be quiet um but yeah sorry I'm kind of like completely going off topic but you know those are the those kind of things that you want to do and you want to do you just can't and, you know, my relationships with those people have changed. They're still in my life, but they've changed. They're not the pe- they're not there for me the way they were then. They're in they were there for me in a different in a different way. Um so my second see I told you I was gonna ramble. <laughs> my second one, and to do with friendship still, is you're at the time of need, friends. Now these people are wonderful they're absolutely wonderful and they're people that are in your life when you desperately desperately need them then you know you get on with life and you carry on and you toddle off and you do your own thing but then you know you can always catch up with them whenever you want to so it's never like a oh you haven't bothered to call me or you haven't bothered to text me it's never like that it's just you pick up where you've left off and there you're at the time of need, friends, because they will be the ones that will, you know, well, at the time of when I needed them, I'm thinking again about when my mum passed away, I could cry with them. They would take my mind off things and they were there for me. 
they still are there for me, but they they were like really, really there for me. You know, they would call me all the time. They would bring me food. They would check up on me. They would drop me a message in the morning just to say thinking of you. They would, you know, send me flowers. They would, they would be the ones that were like completely just there. Didn't have to ask them that, you know, there was nothing. There was obviously you can't ask people to be there because you don't even have the time of day to think. But, you know, they were just there like constantly, you know, they would just pop over when they wanted. And it was nice. It was nice. They were there at the time of need friends. But they're the type of friends that obviously when life continues and you move on and you carry on, you, you know, you go your separate ways. But you always come back at some point. You know, you always come back at some point. Um, And they're, they're, you know, they're amazing to have. And everyone needs friends like that too. Um, then you've got your forever friends. Now your forever friends are the people that are, are all of the things that I've spoken about already and more. <laughs> they I don't know how they do it, but they are. They're more. They're, they're everything that you need in a friend. They will, you know, pick you up when you're down. They will let you cry on their shoulder. They will bring you food. They will make you laugh. They will, you know pick up the pieces whenever you need them to and they're there as a constant they're there as a constant through your life and you don't have many of them I don't have many of them I could probably count those people on one hand and that's okay because for me I don't need a group of like 20 30 friends I don't need a group of 10 friends if those handful of if that handful of people those handful of friends that I've got are my forever friends, are there for me whenever I need and however much I need and, you know, no matter what time of day it is, they're there for me. That's all you need. You don't need anything extra. And they're perfect. Like, they get you, like, to a T. Like, they they completely understand what you go through. They completely understand, you know, what might trigger you. They completely understand um, your life. And there's very few people probably in your life that are your forever friends because they don't know you as a as a whole person. They know a part of you or they know a certain part of you because that's all you've ever told them or that's all they've ever experienced with you. But you've also got, you know, when you've got those forever friends, they will you know, investigate those things about you, they want to know about those things and they will ask you questions and they'll, and they're the kind of people that you really, really need. You need all of your friends, by the way, but those forever friends are the friends that will be there with you for life and like I said, you don't need many of them, right, and you know, as much as you know, you need them in your life and you need all those other people in your life. You also need to be a part of their life. And I kind of want to touch on like keeping a relationship going. No matter what kind of relationship it is, right? Whether it be with family, whether it be friends, whether it be with your good time friends, your forever friends, your at the time of need friends, your family, your partner, whatever it is, you have to communicate. 
You have to, have to, have to communicate. I have people in my life that, you know, or I had people in my life that felt that I would be around forever when they didn't want to communicate with me. And to keep a relationship going, you need to communicate, you need to talk, right? The most, you know, the least you need to do is text. And those people are are no longer in my life and that's fine by me because I feel like, you know what, I'm not that same person I was a couple of years ago. I'm completely changed. If you're not okay with who I've changed into, then you're not okay to be in my life. So, you know, off you go. But as much as you want you want those people to be in your life, you also need to be present in their life to some extent. And obviously when my mum passed away, I don't think I contacted many people or I contacted those few people that were in regular contact with me. But I didn't reach out to people. I didn't do those things. It took me a long time to reach out to people that I hadn't heard from in some time. But it also took me some time to realise that certain people didn't need to be a part of my life. And certain people didn't, you know, didn't deserve to know what was going on in my life. Um, And yeah, those people aren't in my life anymore. but Or, you know, aren't so close to me as they were before. But that's okay. That's okay, you can still sometimes maintain some sort of relationship with people, but, you know, you don't necessarily need to, because people come into your life at different parts, at different points in your life, and they're there to kind of either help you, to guide you, to be there, to support you, whatever it is they're there for, to make you laugh, whatever it is. They might be there for a short time and they might be there for a very, very long time. But not many of them are there for a very, very, very long time. Except for those forever friends, which is great. (laughs) So keep them close. Keep them really, really close. So the next segment I want to kind of like touch on is family. And I kind of broke it down into family that um, my mum kept in touch with. And family that I, I myself, feel the need and want to keep that contact with. Um, I split it into that because there were two lots of people in my life. People that I really, really wanted in my life. And people that I felt the need that I had to keep in contact with because my mom did it. Um, and those relationships I maintained as much as I could. But it wasn't for a very long time. Um, You know, I kept in touch with, like, distant aunties, distant uncles, um, distant cousins and stuff. Just to kind of keep that relationship going. Because my mum did it. Because my mum would have wanted it. And I did. And then it comes to a point of... uh, It's really difficult to maintain it. It's really... Um, not time consuming but it's exhausting because there's only so much you can talk about because mum would talk for the world really and for me I found it really difficult to keep those relationships going I found it easier to you know talk to them for a short time but I couldn't 
couldn't keep it up. I could. I found that I couldn't keep it up. So those people, you know, I hear about them and I know about them through other family members, but I haven't really myself kept in touch with them. And that's not because I didn't want to. I, I, you know, mentally and physically felt that I couldn't do it. Um, yeah, but it's really weird because I know my mum would have wanted me to keep in touch with these people because my mum did. My mum, you know, adored everybody and she would always try her best to keep in touch with people. And, you know, I know she would have wanted me to maintain those relationships, but I, yeah, I really struggled, really struggled to do that. The, the people that I did want to keep in touch with, obviously I am still in touch with. I still keep those relationships going because it's just nice to, you know, have those people in my life that have some sort of connection to my to my mom. Um and I wanna to touch on the fact a little bit about, you know, not having my mum or my dad. Um, you know, my brothers are not living with me, so like you know, I'm kind of still in the family home, you know, and it's really difficult to kind of maintain those relationships as well because, you know, your mum and dad aren't there. Your mum and dad are the people that would keep those relationships going. Your mum and dad are the ones that would kind of do those things and, you know, losing my dad at such a young age, my mum kept those relationships going and when she, you know, sadly passed away... It was like, oh, like, do I have to do these things? Do I have to keep these relationships going with family members? Do I have to keep doing this? Because it's 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 a lot of people. It's a lot of people to keep in touch with and keep in contact with. Um, and I just feel like it was it was really difficult to do that because there's only so much you can talk about with older relatives there's only so much you can say to older relatives and as much as I can speak Gujarati quite fluently you know the communication between older relatives and older family members it was hard it was hard to communicate with them sometimes because my mum would have done it my mum would have given them all the news and my mum would have given them all the gossip and stuff like that and for me I just felt like I you know that maybe family my family also probably struggled to keep in contact with me because they didn't know what to what to say to me. They didn't know how to talk to me, maybe as well. Um because obviously what can you say to a thirty something year old girl who's, you know, whose mum is no longer around and that's the person you had that relationship with and, you know, what are you going to say to their daughter? How how much can you talk to them? what can you say except for how are you and how's life treating you and then the conversation is done because you don't have that you don't have that you know wealth of knowledge that my mum did about you know the world and the family and India and all that kind of stuff I don't have that to keep that going but those people that I do want to keep in touch with I do like you know I appreciate all the family that are in touch with me you know, the family that maintain those relationships to help keep it going and do communicate with me because, again, just like with friendships, you have to maintain that communication because if you don't, then you lose it. And if you lose it, then it's really hard to come back from that. But I do, I keep in touch with people that I want to keep in touch with and that's the most important thing to me, I think. And those people are the ones that had a good connection with my mom, 
you know, knew my mum really well. And, you know, sometimes we'll still talk about my mum and tell me about, tell me stories about her and tell me about what she was like and stuff. And I think the best person that does that is my mum's sister, like my mussy who lives, you know, in Cambridge, doesn't live very far, but she's the one that kind of, you know, talks about my mum like she was her best friend and... It's really weird because I love talking to my mussy, but I love I love um, hearing the stories and stuff. But sometimes it's really hard. Like even now I'm tearing up because I know for my auntie, my mussy, she finds it really difficult because they had a really good relationship and they were the only siblings over here. The rest of the family were in India. So they had a really strong connection. And I think when, when my mom passed away... You know, I felt sad for my auntie because I thought she's not going to have that relationship with my mum. She, you know, with any any of the other siblings because they're not here in the UK. Um, but yeah, I did. I did feel I felt sad for her as well. But, you know, she she's amazing. And, she, you know, we talk about my mum now and again, not all the time. But when we do, it's it's nice and it's special. So it's really important to keep you know those relationships going as much as you can because it's some form of connection you know with your with your lost lost parent um but yeah yes I've got I've gone a bit like teary I'm sorry um so the last relationship I want to talk about is um the one with my lovely amazing husband um a little bit of background um we've been together just over five years um we've been married oh just over a year and a half um I introduced him to my mom well I told my mom about him in the middle of August in 2018 so it's literally a couple of months before she passed away and we were due to go to a Justin Timberlake concert, me and my partner, and I told my mom, you know, that he's coming to pick me up and we're going from here and then obviously he'll drop me off when it's finished and stuff. And she got really excited and she was like, you know, tell him to come over, he can have a cup of tea um, and then you guys can go from here. So I was like, okay. And then, like, about 20 minutes later, she was like, oh, no, we'll make him dinner. And I was like, oh, okay. So she was, like, really excited to, like, meet him and see him and stuff and talk to him and whatever. And I remember she was, like, she well, she wasn't nervous, but I could, I could tell she was a bit, like, you know, on edge about meeting him. And she'd gone all out, you know. She'd made, like, food. I think we'd made potato and aubergine curry weird like rotli and stuff or roti or chapati whatever you want to call it um and you know she'd cooked up this meal and she was excited and it was really nice and he came over and the first thing she did because she loved welcoming people to her house and <laughs> they were new or old she loved having people around and the first thing she did was like feed him some prasad which is um 
like food that you know you offer to God in a you know when you pray because my mum was very religious and to her it was really really important to offer this to him because you know it's the first time he's come round and you know and it's her way of you know just showing her um welcoming side I think which was really excited and he was like yeah I'll have a little bit and before you knew it he had a big mouthful in his mouth and yeah he was like struggling to chomp it down but he did um and you know I that she was a proper like little foodie just like me like preferred to feed people rather than eat herself um and yeah like they met and they spent a bit of time together and stuff and I think they didn't get to spend that much time together but there was you know the I remember one time we went to a restaurant one of my mum's favourite ones actually we also ended up going to take a walk in the park you know there's there was a few times where he'd spent time with her and stuff which was really really nice and really important to me and then um when she was in hospital, um, she'd spent like a weekend in hospital and obviously he knew that I was going to be there with her and stuff and I said, look, you know, if you want to come then you're more than welcome to just be there as well and he did, you know, we spent the whole weekend with my mum in hospital just sat by her bedside while she was, you know, in and out of sleep or watching TV or eating or whatever it was we were just sat there just, just chilling with her and it was really nice and um you know and it was sadly it was the last time that she was kind of chirpy and stuff and like chatty in front of him because the next time he was there or the next time he came over to the hospital was you know the the day of when we got the news that she was going to be offered palliative care and he came you know he came rushing from work um, to be by my side and then he didn't leave my side and was with me throughout the whole that whole horrible terrifying day you know he didn't leave me and even when even when I couldn't be by my mum's side when she was you know screaming out in pain and stuff which I, which I spoke about in my in my first episode you know my story about you know what happened but that for you know that night where she was in excruciating pain she was screaming out you know she wasn't alert but she was screaming out in pain so and I couldn't bear to be by her side I couldn't be I couldn't bear to listen to her scream because it was just it hurt it hurt hearing that and he was the one that was by her side he was the one that did all those things of you know making sure she was okay and then coming to check on me to make sure I was okay and stuff but he was by by her side by her bedside along with my brother and my sister-in-law and we were all kind of there just you know it was really hard and it was really sad and and to me because he was by my side the whole time it was just like you know I a completely and utterly appreciate that and I don't think he'll ever understand how much I did or how much I do love that about him um yeah so because I'd only tell my mom about him that summer like not many of my obviously family members knew about him unless they were following me on my Instagram and then they would have seen pictures of him and stuff but other than that nobody really knew about him nobody knew 
that he was this important person in my life and as a Hindu um we have like so to stop everybody coming to the house at one time to pay their respects we held like a um what do you call it like a gathering of some kind at the temple on so my mum passed away on the Friday we held this thing at the temple on the Sunday so we'd arranged it really really quickly we'd sorted everything out so on the Sunday everyone would come and pay their respects at the temple how we could say a few prayers and do that kind of thing and stuff and you know it was a bit of a shock to the system for my husband I think it was like he was meeting all my family at one time you know he was by my side and you know he like held me and like held my hand and to make sure I was okay and stuff throughout the whole period that whole day and um yeah he got to meet all my family and stuff and it was it must have been so overwhelming I can't even think but obviously that time around that time it was as much as I was thinking about him I didn't think of how much of a struggle it would have been to kind of or how overwhelmed he would have felt by meeting all those people and being a religious thing because he's he's an atheist he doesn't you know he's not a Hindu um and to be there to like you know listen to the prayers to kind of you know be by my side and just be a part of us and be a part of our family unit and it was it was amazing and you know I think I think a few of my friends had said like how lovely of him to be there and yeah it was it was really lovely and it meant the world but you know from that time I was like he he's the one he's the one that I want to be with he's the one that hasn't left my side he's the one that's been my rock he's the one that's been my shoulder to cry on and he's the one that I need and um yeah like he he's like no other person I've ever met and you know I truly appreciate every single thing that he's done every single thing that he said and he's he's just amazing um and I am being a bit soppy (laughs) and you know it's really hard for me to tell him this in you know face to face and he knows it he knows how much it meant and how much it means to to have him by my side and stuff and you know I haven't been the one that's been been there for him as much maybe as much as he needs because I've been the needy one I've been the one that needed needs him and I know he needs me but I feel like you know after mum passing away I think he just felt like he's had to be there for me and you know he did he did have to be there for me because I think if he wasn't I would have really struggled in life with everything and you know when my mum passed away he like moved in like he was by my side and all the time you know all the time 24 7 except for when he was at work and he had to go to work you know, because he couldn't obviously get compassionate leave. Um, he had to go to work and do those things, but he'd come home and he'd be back here, and you know, he'd be by my side, and it meant it meant the absolute world. 
you know, he was still paying rent at his other place where he was, you know, he still had all his stuff. And then I think we made the move of, or, you know, I, I asked him to just move in and he did. And we've been living together ever since. And, and to be honest, I think for me, it was like, everything happened so quickly. Everything happened at the right time with him. Everything happened at the right time. And, you know, our relationship just got stronger and stronger. And I think it got even stronger because of how he was there for me at my time of need. And I've, you know, I've spoken to people. I've spoken to, like, like friends and stuff or people that I know. And, you know, when I talk about him, like, I feel a bit like, oh, a bit a bit sad for other people's relationships because I think they didn't have that when they lost their loved one. They didn't have that rock when they lost their parent or they lost their, you know, sibling or whoever it might have been. And I'm forever grateful to have him in my life and to be by my side. And, you know, I just hope that he understands and knows how much I truly appreciate everything that he's done. And um, without him, I won't be where I was, or where I am. But yeah, I think I just hope that we can maintain what we've got and keep it going and just keep going from strength to strength and just, you know, conquer the world. <laughs> because honestly, with him by my side, I feel like I can. And he is where my home is, he's my home, like, without him, I feel empty, I feel lost, I feel, you know, everything else, and when you lose your, when I lost my mum, I was like, oh, you know, it kind of makes you a bit fearless, it makes you a bit like, oh, I'm not scared of anything now, you know, you become a bit like, oh, whatever, whatever happens will happen, and, you know, you know, the worst thing has happened to me, and, you know, you've had that fear of when you're growing up of, you know, oh no, like there will come a day when I lose my mom and that's going to be really tough and that's going to be really hard and I don't know what I'm going to do and how I'm going to survive and all of those things. And then it happens and you survive and you keep plodding along and you keep going and you keep swimming and all of that, you keep doing it. But then you fixate, you fixate on something else and you fixate on what might happen next um you know for me my fear is obviously now losing him losing my rock losing my best friend losing my soulmate and I can't bear to think about it just like I couldn't bear to think about it with my mom but yeah <laughs> I'm gonna not be as you know I'm not going to be negative, I'm not going to be feeling like that because I've got him in my life and he will be there until I grow old and grey and, you know, can't walk and he'd love to carry me and all of that stuff. But yeah, it was just, uh, this episode was just a little bit of an insight about relationships and what they mean and what my perspective is and and I and I think the most important thing is to try your hardest to maintain them. And if there's a time in your life where you can't and you struggle to maintain those relationships and those people disappear out of your life and they don't understand 
why you can't maintain it, then you know what? There'll be other people. There'll be other people that will show up and you'll be like, I didn't expect that. But you'll be grateful because they did show up and they did turn up and they did remember. And they are there by your side and they are there to be your shoulder to cry on and lean on and all of that. And people enter your life for certain certain things and they've you know they've done that and then they move on and that's okay that's okay because we all grow we all change we all have different needs and wants and desires and you know you do change as a person when you do lose someone and if those people can't be there for you after you've changed as a person then they don't deserve to be in your life because because they don't, they don't deserve to be there, they don't deserve to see you at your happy moments, if they can't bear to see you at your sad moments, but keep going, and you know, you just keep moving, and you keep doing your thing, and you know, people will surprise you, your friends will surprise you, your family will surprise you, your partner will surprise you, any new relationships, you know, work colleagues, whatever it is, they'll surprise you, because you won't expect them to be a certain way and they and they will they will they will be but then sadly you'll have the other the flip side of it where it's not what you want and it's not what you need but because you've gone through such an experience in your life and you know what you need in your life and you know what you you know what kind of relationships you you know you need to keep going and to keep you strong and to keep you you know sane you will kind of pick and choose and you'll carefully select the people you want to be a part of that. And that's what you've got to do. I think I rambled on quite a lot. And um, I didn't expect this episode to be this long and I'm sorry it was. And if you've been bored and you've been skipping parts of it, that's absolutely fine. But um, that's um, my take on relationships and grief and how things change but um yeah I hope you've enjoyed listening to it because I have it's been a bit of a therapy session for me talking about it uh so thank you for listening if you are and um I'll see you next episode take care guys lots of love and um remember just keep swimming we'll get through this bye bye